I usually start them just like this. Good after morning. This is your boy Taylor Morgan, and uh, it's really fucking cold outside. I don't have to work tonight. I've got a half chub, and I'm joined today with my uh, lovely assistant. Um, she's a she's a pretty good maid. Uh, she makes a mean sandwich, and uh, <laughs> her name is David M- Mark M- Megan Megan Meg- Megan Fisher. Everybody, woo! Hey, it's my girlfriend. Thanks. Um, Good to be here in hey. my house. <laughs> Yeah, I usually don't let her come back here. <laughs> no girls allowed in the Beats by Dr. Dre Super Zoot Blunt Lab and Podcast Center brought to you by Beats by Dr. Dre. But. But today we'll make an exception. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're a little sauced up. We took a. We took a we took a a shot and a bowl and. Mm-hmm. A couple of bowls. And then, an, we took a bowl and then a shot and then another bowl. Yeah kind of even it out you know mm-hmm. we yeah, took some vodka <laughs> yes yes vodka yes it works well with my ibs for whatever reason yeah so we're gonna roll with it you don't shit missiles after you fucking nope, drink no, vodka no beer shits after yeah vodka. i was gonna ask after after vodka mixed drinks so beer must be pretty bad uh yeah i, I really want to make more chili verde because that shit was good, and we've got some of those corn tortillas still. Yep. But um, that was pretty bad for you, huh? Yeah. Chili green. Uh, yeah, my coworkers probably didn't enjoy it because I had it for <laughs> breakfast with a fried yeah. egg on top. Oh my god, that was so good. Yeah. So they probably didn't enjoy that. And uh, I put potatoes in bathroom. it, and it was you know chunk pork and a shitload of. Verde sauce. Yeah. For everyone that just gets the Emily special every time you go to a Mexican restaurant, try Chili Verde next time. Mm. Yeah. But you will shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. You will. It's good shit, but you will shit. Yeah. I don't even, I don't have IBS, but usually after I eat Chili Verde, yeah. I just, you kind of just know it's going to happen. Yeah. No, the difference is with IBS is like, I have a trash can in front of me. I have all my clothes off. I'm sweating and I want to call 911. Mm, yeah. See, so I don't, I don't do that. We both shit, <laughs> but in very different ways. Well, you know, everybody poops 410 pounds a year. Or I so that book says. 420 Whoa. pounds a year. Yeah. <laughs> Above think... average shit ratios. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so speaking of Weedawana, mm-hmm. um, you work at a dispensary. I do, but I don't work for the dispensary part. Um, I'm a grower in the back. <gasps> You're a grower <laughs> in the back? <laughs> that's right. That's right. I went to school for two years uh, in horticulture, um, which means plants and flowers. And then I moved here and got a fantastic job at Canatopia Dispensary in Langley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> and uh, Come by for all your weed needs. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, for all your high needs, anything from growing to 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 uh, 
uh, what are the skin patches? We got uh, those skin patches. We haven't patches. used one of those in a while. Those are pretty sick, though. Yeah, you know, you know how it goes. You, you just, just want to try one of everything and go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty sweet. They're, they're pretty sweet, but uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy how many different ways you can ride high now. Absolutely, yeah. You do not have to smoke it. You can freaking. Because those patches worked. I mean, they worked fucking good. Absolutely. And they smelled like eucalyptus oil. And they we got drinks. We got lemonade. Mm. Yeah, they make everything for you now. Yeah. There's a... Uh, I don't know if you guys carry the suppositories. <laughs> but they're... <laughs> I don't over, think... <laughs> over at... um, What's the one on Monkey Island? Uh, Classy Grass? No, the other one. Higher Health. Yeah. We... uh, I've been in there a few times. And they've got 100 milligram suppositories for $20. So bang for your buck. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good. Well, I think, yeah, especially because suppositories <laughs> are supposed to be like they kick in. Yeah. Like they, yeah. You're bypassing all of those, di- those digestive systems. Yeah. You're going straight for the, the heart. Mm. But uh, I think the owner, Mike, uh, he would uh, <laughs> he'd be like, what? <laughs> it goes where <laughs> you want you want suppositories <laughs> they go where and what and do what now so i just want to butt chug weed that's all yeah that's it that's all we want mike <laughs> no yeah he wouldn't go for it but uh everything else yeah we got it i wish you guys would carry more chong's choice yeah, no, we got that Mendocino skunk of Chong's Choice, and it was gone. That shit was in a flash. Fire, yeah, fire, yep. fire. Yep, Did yep, we yep, end yep. up buying a half ounce of that? Absolutely, it was. We bought like... a quarter, and we were like, "Shit, we better get some more of that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, Chong's, it's it lives up to the hype for sure, and I got it in a dispensary in Langley, Oklahoma. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the. Uh, Chong's choice, in case you guys are fucking nerds, <laughs> is uh, Tommy Chong's noobs. weed brand. And if you don't know who Tommy Chong is, you're a oh fucking my. nerd. <laughs> Someone didn't know who Tommy Chong was. Who was it? Oh, if they, if they worked in it. your dispensary, that's they fucked did. up. They that's were fucked up. They were in the dispensary. How do you not know? Uh, I don't know. Like literally, when you say weed, people know Willie Nelson, Snoop Dogg, Tommy, Tommy Chong. Chong. Yeah, Cheech like, and Chong. Yeah, both, both of them, but you especially know, at least Tommy Chong. Them, like on the radio or something. Yeah, that's gonna bother me. I can't remember who didn't know because we had you know Cheech Bongs. What's his? Yeah, um, Cheech Marin. Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, but he. I mean, they're expensive as fuck, but they look amazing. Like, I'm sure they're awesome. Yeah, they look super great on the shelf. But yeah, yeah, didn't know who. Cheech was or what yeah, the hell that was that's crazy. about. But some more Chong's choice would be lit. Yeah. He's got, I I'll mean, there's a whole request. there's a whole like line of weeds that he has because he did a Hot Ones like super early in Hot yeah. Ones like season one. Mm-hmm. And uh, that he that like was a good video. Yeah, he debuted his whole it was so funny watching him do it because you could tell he's just oh, fucking stoned. He just loves and, it in there. Yeah. He's walking around in his grow room like touching oh his you're, you're talking about the tour yeah but did, sean evans yeah. was there right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's i'm talking about the actual ones. hot ones episode yeah 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 but yes they also did 
Um, that might have been for Vice, or maybe first. It might have been whatever the whatever, fuck Sean Evans does. Right before he like had his own independent channel, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. channel he was with. He was before. just an internet hosty dude. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I don't remember what. It, it it was probably Vice if I had to guess, but uh, yeah, that was pretty Probably. sick getting to see his grow house, and yeah, he really does just love weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's just like gardening, a, except you know for some people better payoff. Yeah, you get yeah, to get high way with better it. payoff, <laughs> especially if, if you don't like, like tomatoes. You know, straight up monetary value. Yep, 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 yep. Um, who is Jim Jim Belushi? Uh, he did a, uh, it might've been 60 minutes or something like that, or Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, they did an interview where they walked around with him in Colorado. He has this huge fucking weed farm and, uh, Jim Belushi is John Belushi's brother. Uh, no. The crazy guy. Are in... you serious? <laughs> Jim F-ya. and John Belushi? Uh-huh. Yeah. They're brothers. Wow. All right. I guess you never, guess you didn't know that. Put but bit, uh, in the bank. but he was on a according to Jim, mm-hmm. you know, it's that guy. So uh, he has this fucking huge ass farm, and it was really cool to hear him talk about plants because it was kind of like Tommy Chong, where you could just tell he just loves growing them, and he had I mean, fucking like ten, twelve foot tall plants, like right. like not sick. not ten of them, mm-hmm. but like they were ten or twelve feet tall, right. and there was <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, outside, if you get good genetics, holy crap. They're trees. I yeah, mean, we have literally. trees inside under LEDs. Yeah, so, it, I it's mean, crazy, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty... It's, it, it's wild to see, like, old pictures and, like, old like videos, even from, like, the 70s or 80s of people growing weed and talking about weed, and it's, like, it's dude, not the same. No. It's not. <laughs> it's, like they're, it's like it's the cure for cancer or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, it's it's in its own science. Like mm-hmm. uh, in class, there's no other plant like it. Seriously, like I had when I got into it, I was like, oh no, it'll just be like working in a greenhouse. Like I'll just fucking water the bitches, mm-hmm. you know, keep the their, bugs off and shit. Do the fertilizer regimen, yeah. yeah. But no, they're completely different. Like you have you tend to them every day. Yeah. I mean, like, I thought, I was like, man, I don't want to mess with them. And that's true, but, like, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, they just... How many plants do you ha- do you have? Um. All right, so let's see. We, we got... Uh, I'm a little drunk. I got eight tables. Nope. Ten tables now. Mm-hmm. Eight of those tables. I'm going to get my calculator out. Uh-oh. Yep. Science. Yep. She's got the TI-84 fucking <laughs> sitting right here, baby. <laughs> um, we, we probably have about about uh, 150 to 175 plants. Damn. At the moment. And that's like all stages, right? Like seedling yes. to, to mature? Yes. So in flowering stage, we probably have about 120 plants right now mm. in rooms. And then we have about, well, shit, we got about like 20 moms. Mm-hmm. And then we got about... Whew, Okay, maybe about maybe 200 then, because we have like 50 plants on standby ready for rooms. Damn, okay. And I used to run that shit by myself. Yeah, for like, that's crazy. For like a year. Nah, I mean, it was it probably was about pretty not, much a year. It was pretty much a year. It was like nine, ten months. I was yeah. uh, just by there by myself, just like chasing my ass. Yeah, you probably did, what, two or three harvests by yourself? 
Oh, fuck. More than that. Probably about 10. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. It was a learning experience because I'm not, I'm not one to learn. Like, I can't learn by myself. Somebody's yeah. got to tell me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, well, let me push the limits of what they just told me. Yeah. And then I figure it out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I had to, you know, I had to do research on my own and everyone's got something different internet mm-hmm. is gonna lead you different places yeah uh, it, it's I don't so be a Google situational yeah 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 exactly and then some people you know you could read a whole ass forum and then you're like oh shit they're talking about outside and soil yeah i'm inside in rock wool at the time which uh if you do commercial if you do the commercial no i can't say that just for me it didn't work rock wool didn't work for me at all yeah. i didn't like it I mean, it literally comes down to, like, the setup, yep. how your room handles temperature yep. and humidity, and, like, it, I mean, yeah. it's super situation. Yes! Well, and, I mean, that's horticulture altogether. You have so many freaking variables. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... Even, like, what kind of insects you get. Yep. Like... And why. Yeah. Why they're there, or what can make them go away in the first place, and... Yeah. And not fuck your plants up. It, like, there's a lot yes. of there's a lot of shit. Well, and I'm there's a lot of science goes into like high end growing. Yeah, know? and I mean, like my the owner of our dispensary, he personally doesn't even want to buy uh, marijuana that's grown outside because of all the environmental factors of outside mm-hmm. bud, and you know, like bugs and. Um, I can see that being more of a problem in an area like Oklahoma because our climate is so variable yeah uh, like we flip like a we flip on a switch all the fucking time so our well, grow season but we have really clean air yeah we have nice yeah i mean but it's like way compared better to than... a place like colorado where it's pretty much just temperate for a lot of the and then it gets really fucking cold but i know colorado's dry yeah do you remember yeah. freaking weed from colorado yeah Actually. Like, everyone would be like, Colorado bud, yo. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's crumbly. It looks like sand when I put it in my grinder. <laughs> wow. Very cool. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not from the drive up, y'all. Okay? You can mm-hmm. put humidity packs in that shit, and it'll be nice and juicy for you. Mm-hmm. It's the Colorado. It's Air. so dry. Yeah. Like, the, ooh, the uh, relative <laughs> humidity is, like, I'm sure, like... Less than 20%. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And especially <laughs> in the elevated parts. Like, I'm sure growers in Colorado are trying to pump humidity into their yeah. grow rooms while we're yeah. trying to pump humidity out like a motherfucker. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't imagine growing in somewhere like Texas where you literally just have either well, dry heat or if you're down by the coast, you have, like, super balmy, like, Well, hell, I mean, Mexico, shit. you know, well, well and I don't know how much out. of their weed is grown indoors. A lot. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. The cartel I have, figured that shit out. Right. If Yeah. If they can figure it out, Texas will figure it out, I'm sure. But And they're on their way. And yeah. I heard they're trying to, like, mold their weed laws after Oklahoma. Which is sick. Because Oklahoma is kind of a maverick state well, as far as weed and goes. And I'm, like, surprisingly impressed. Yeah, right. Like, with how well they're handling it mm-hmm. and i mean i just wish so i knew where far. the tax money was going from it me too because they're uh i mean it's it's uh it's everything it's county state 
It's everything. Uh, yeah. So it's like Mays County, Lang, town of Langley. Yeah. State Everybody of gets a pipe. Everyone gets a little piece of it. Mm-hmm. So which I, is cool because right, it helps it communities out a lot. Very cool, and yeah, it makes me like even more have pride to like be in that industry. But yeah, I definitely want to see. Because whenever they were first like trying to pass weed and all that shit, I was like, hell yeah, pass weed and make all the taxes go to education and infrastructure. Well, because see. we have. <laughs> There's more important Our bridges in Oklahoma are made out of chopsticks and peanut butter. Okay, no, but you can't even... They've been fixing the bridges the past, like, 10 years. Because remember, like, there used to be bridges that, like, you still had to wait if someone was on the bridge before you could get on there. I remember that one over... uh, there's like two of them. There's one headed to Adair and then there's one towards Strang. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, the Strang one, because you go to prior through there yeah it's so funny like how small the little corner our our little world is mm-hmm. you know what i mean like eight air and strand northeast oklahoma yep 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 it's um it's kind of wild though it's also really cool because we just saw or i just saw on twitter a little bit ago and megan and i kind of were looking at it um ice cube put out on his twitter yeah. uh his shit uh caviar gold is his weed brand i think mm-hmm. with um, along with like Kevin Smith, and uh, no, I think there's another guy. There was another guy that he's with. Somebody else mm-hmm. isn't it? I can pull it up, but fuck it. And uh, <laughs> but basically, they have a. It's kind of like Chong's Choice, where it's just their brand of weed products. But he said it's only available in California, Nevada, Arizona, Arizona, and Oklahoma. Arizona. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's supposed to be like what in infused yeah that's what's cool about the bud it's like they have it said on the website it was like a patented process where they infuse all of their bud or at least certain like you know however uh, whatever shelves of their bud yeah i don't know if all their bud is infused is what i'm I'm trying to say like you said like top shelf yeah um but basically they pump it with 98 percent thc oil and like, or like the bud or looks fucking wild. Yeah, so, it's like moon rocks, but like, but like weed. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking crazy THC. looking. Just how dusty it looks. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not like it's covered in keef. It's like it's just covered in trichomes. So that would be sick if we could find some of that. Or I wonder if you can order online since we're in a state that right, that I'm has sure. it. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, I'll have to might have get, get some, Mike turned on some to caviar it. gold merch. You know oh, I'm saying, God. I'm sure Mike knows who Ice Cube is. Oh yeah, just sell him on the uh, the cool. I'd be like, Mike, hip, it's Ice Cube, bro. Hip vibes. Come on. Coming straight from the underground. Oh, I was listening to Gangsta Gangsta on my way here. <laughs> Young That's Trigger got it crazy, bad because of Brown. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. That'd be cool. Like, like yeah, THC. I'm 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 one of those people. Like THC is cool, but like I know CBD and THC gets me high as fuck. So it would be really cool if he can infuse like like a 28 THC bud with like 14% CBD oil. That would into be it. wild. Yeah. That would be oh Give my you a god. Wild body high. Whole yeah. Like, yeah. Those, talk about. I know what you're talking about. That double the the really high like CBD, but also High, high THC. THC bud is pretty wild. Dude, yeah, it's the like if you haven't tried a like a two to five 
gummy or flour or even just like a CBD flour and just, you know, like grind it up in a bowl with your other yeah, flour. With other shit. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. It is so it's nice. It's nice. Especially if you've got like joint problems. Right, if you have like yeah, and you and know, like if you want to relax, aches, if you're sore, yeah, you want to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I know sometimes even with indicas, but they're high in THC, like I'll hit an indica and like yeah, like my body feels good, but then like my mind's just running. Yeah. Like I literally just, just sit bed, there just and kinda... like have crazy high thoughts that I don't remember at all. Running, 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 running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick. I really want to try the the ice cube weed. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be hitting stores near us soon. Yeah, that'd be sick. We got the hook up cuz we also have a store in Tulsa, so we, you know, like Tulsa, OKC, Norman, like those are big I feel like weed. Oh yeah, those are the hubs. Those are the largest population spots in Oklahoma. So uh, right, you know, yeah, naturally they're gonna have the most. So it's nice because we can get we can get like imports from Tulsa pretty yeah, regularly, right. and yeah, you know, got your ear to the flow. Yep, absolutely. Got your ear to the flow. Is that a song? No. <laughs> I'm just a little bit of an artist. Yeah, mm-hmm. creator, mm-hmm. make your own stuff. Yeah, here at the Beats by Dr. Dre Super Suit Blunt Lab and Podcast Center, brought to you by Beats by Dr. Dre. That's very true. This room is just full of vibes. Yeah, just creative vibes all yeah. over. There's a lot of cardboard boxes. We've got <laughs> this a rock is our band set. Room. You got a rock band set that is in operational right now. Boulevard of Broken Dreams in here. Just a hey. rock band that never came to be because all the instruments don't work with the ps2 anymore ps3 excuse Mm -hmm. me yeah uh yeah we got some christmas we're literally just missing like cables like we it's it's such a cuck because i have two guitars (laughs) and the drum set and there's a i mean i have usb microphones so that's as good as anything yeah and uh there's i mean you can't fucking play i also have like eight or nine rock banding guitar hero games oh my yes so many everyone's like yeah you need to get the games we're like we have the games we have all the games i need a drum cable and a guitar adapter and we're fucking set we're freaking but it's so hard to find them it's so hard yeah everyone's looking for that i've heard like like famous people looking for rock Mm -hmm. band and guitar hero not Mm -hmm. being able to find it so it makes me Dude, feel they better. could they could snap and make like a rock band six for the ps5 and shit or like yeah, rock band or like, next level or some shit and yeah they make could put, a new doggle you can just plug into your ps5 or ps4 well, that'll like imagine how much that would sell a next gen fucking because they haven't made one looking for they it. haven't made a rock band or guitar hero game in probably five plus years now. And yeah, because it's one they of those ended games. it. I think 2015 was when Warriors of Rock came out, and that was the last one. Oh shit! I didn't even yeah. know about that. But yeah, I mean, it's just one. It's, I have Warriors of Rock in there actually. It's timeless. It's like freaking Mario. Yeah. You can play any game from any era, yeah. and you're like, okay, this is dope. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's freaking Guitar Hero. Yeah. How on the DS? Yeah. That Man. was sick. That was easy. Yeah, well, because there's only it was only big DS enough player. for four fingers, and you know, for a little lady like me, that's perfect. So yeah. I was killing it on the expert version. Well, that's like version. one of the hardest things about playing on the guitar. Right. And whenever is you that, get to that, that, that orange key, is you have to slide. Right. 
you have to slide mm. and that makes it i mean that that just makes it kind of like an actual guitar a little bit more where you have to re center yourself on your frets even though it's fuck a gigantic yeah. fucking button fuck yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yep. but you know sick sick song so yeah we need to fucking you need to watch chandler play guitar here <laughs> oh god it's fucking good Okay. It's fucking very good. You play on Expert Hyperspeed 5. Oh my gosh. And what you do, why they play on Hyperspeed 5 is because it spaces out the frets just a little bit more. Or but like on the screen, it but it's faster. So you have more time. It, it's easier there. to see what you need to hit, yeah. but also it's fucking coming really fast. So. It's like when you like watch it on YouTube. It's like the speed yeah. they those fuckers play. Yeah, on. Chandler watches a few of those guys already dead. I don't know if he does anymore. Well, obviously that's like a ten year ago thing. <laughs> Not really. There's there's still pretty prominent streamers. Like I see clips on Twitter quite a bit actually of. Guitar. Well, because now you can make like your bait, own. Because people will yeah. You can a, upload your own programs. songs now. I think it's called um, hero something it's it's online and you can literally and you upload it to warriors of rock has like a so is it an algorithm or do you build thing. it yourself you build it yourself damn that would take a long time it, it, it's not that hard i feel like because i've seen <laughs> i've seen fucking every, you do it every song imaginable every meme song uh I, like there's metallica master of puppets but every time it says master it gets faster oh my gosh so master Master, master, <laughs> and it just like it speeds up every single time it does. Like every fucking meme song, like uh, sicko mode, uh, fucking, I mean everything. You think that, I've seen clips of everything? I was gonna it's say like, they like build it on like a Guitar Hero thing like that. And yeah, can... I don't know if you have to like purposely put in the keys. It probably is like a program that automate. But you know, every I'm like it's endless what fucking songs I've seen people playing. Right. It's um kind of wild. Absolutely. Internet's cool. It is pretty cool. It's generated a lot of. Internet's shit. also kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's generated a lot of shit. Yeah, a lot of stupid, dumb, misplaced wokeness. Yep. I mean, you know. It's just giving everyone a platform now, you know? Yeah. It's like back in the 1800s, you know, the crazy guy spouting bullshit. People, like, tripped him and, like, threw yeah. tomatoes at him. 50 people hurt him a day. Right, exactly. And then people are like, oh, shit, like, they didn't like his ideas. I guess mm-hmm. I'll shut the fuck up about my ideas. But now... But yeah, now you make one two-minute video. And, and then, you know... five million people can see it. And then, you know, out of that five million... About 10,000 are like, yo, dude, you are speaking the truth right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And then... And then those 10,000 people tweet about it and it trends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's so wild. It's because the it's the most vocal minority that has control. Like, straight up. Because the majority of people do not feel the way... A lot of like uh, they don't feel the need to express their opinion because yeah. they feel like it's already yeah whose place is it you know yeah it's just my problem with the way the internet fucking controls shit now is it uh, people put themselves in boxes 
Well, it gives you with, tunnel vision. With their own ideas. Right, with your algorithm. Because if you, you know, you're scrolling, you're like, oh shit, like, that shit's some truth right there. Mm. So you like it. And then they're like, oh shit, she liked that. So let me find more stuff that's talking about that. Mm-hmm. So instead of seeing all these diverse ideas from different platforms and mm-hmm. different people that you follow or not follow, maybe mm-hmm. someone else follows, it's showing you stuff similar to what you like from other people you follow. Yeah. Like, and it's just, uh, I think the biggest danger to it is, well, now it's you like can... they're literally stealing from peter to give to paul because they shut down all these you know right-wing uh ideas usually mm-hmm. is what gets suppressed mm-hmm. um because younger people are tend to be more liberal uh liberal people mm-hmm. are and and they also uh, tend to be on the internet more so that's why the internet swings very liberal right um so it's it's just crazy that like they they shut down everybody for everything like mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter i can understand like the whole rapey business let's get rid of that hell yeah but whenever you start like coming at comedians for making jokes or like but that's been or like shit that people forever. said for 10 years but now it matters oh okay now right. now yeah, people like lose jobs them. what's the Kevin direct- Hart's fucking tweet. Well, that director, the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. How they found a tweet from like 10 years ago that he made on his Twitter before yeah. he was even with Disney, with Marvel, yeah. doing any of that. And they're like, all right, we got to fire you for that shit. Yeah. Isn't and that like, fucking crazy? Um, he made two of your probably most profitable movies and like kind of started a franchise with Guardians of the Galaxy that I don't feel like a lot of other people could have but done. he said gay no he said some i thought it was something about asian people well boohoo they don't have feelings <laughs> they don't care they don't they yeah, didn't that's see what's it. crazy it's never it's never the victim that speaks out it's always <laughs> fucking somebody yeah. else it's some white chick yes that's like that's rude dude <laughs> It's so wild, and I got to see it unfolding. I talked about this on a podcast that got deleted. I think one of those that got lost in the ether. Um, and it was like whenever I was at OU, I was in the College of Journalism, the Gaylord College of Mass Communications. Yeah, we're pretty fucking gay in there, bro. And uh, <laughs> when I was speaking in the, your mind, yeah, we're fucking really gay then. <laughs> Except not, because in that in those classrooms, the two or three major courses I took, and one of them was a uh, like the um, what was it called? I don't know. It had to do with like journalism writing. Mm-hmm. There was always an air of like if you support Trump or like even support anything that's like not Related. exactly <laughs> conservative. The, yeah, yeah. If you support even like religion, um, if you support Christianity, because if you support Muslims, that's fucking cool. All right. Mm-hmm. But if you're but. a Christian, you fucking rapist. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, it was just like that. You could just feel that tension in the air anytime one of those topics got brought up, anytime. And these are literally the people that are studying journalistic writing (laughs) these are literally the people that will be the media 
in five years. Like all those people in my class, they're graduating this year. I'm seeing it on my Snapchat and like social medias and shit. They're right. graduating. So, so um, they're getting jobs in media and already just have a skewed fucking opinion because nobody in the college so do you think they're go- what offers kind of, a dissenting opinion. I was going to say, well, what kind of like information or what do you think they're going to shut down or like explore? Do you, what, what's, what are you afraid they're going to do with the fact that they don't like religion or they don't like conservative view? Like, what do you think that's going to do? I think anytime one viewpoint has entire control of a narrative, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be corrupt because right. that's just how fucking people are. Um, so, you, and Neil deGrasse Tyson tweeted this fucking like a month ago and I retweeted it and subtweeted it and fucking comment like, cause it was the dopest shit ever. And he was talking about, and he was actually talking about the woke shit. Um, you don't know that you're in a cult. Oh, yeah. Until somebody outside of the cult says, hey, you're in a cult. <laughs> like, it's impossible to, you get lost in the trees. and Get you, lost in the sauce. Yeah, you you just get, you don't know what's going on around you. It's mob mentality until you're already Nazi fucking Germany. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know? Until you're. And, you know, fucking Heinkeldy Steinkeldy can hit his fucking desk and rah, rah, rah. And, you know, liberal liberal tina online can fucking rah 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 and we're gonna take them down and mm. uh, you know you see it happening all the fucking time and shutting down like people like trump who are actual fucking like threats to fucking society <laughs> i see that yeah let's shut that guy down yeah but, he doesn't need a platform <laughs> but just having a view like hey maybe we shouldn't go in total lockdown for six months and maybe we should let people kind of decide what they're going to do, you know, with coronavirus. And because uh, it doesn't affect people like we thought it was going to. And, you know, a lot of people can kind of just take it off the chin and move on. And shouldn't just the people that have these underlying issues and shit like that, shouldn't they just stay quarantined so the fucking economy doesn't explode? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but even time. right now, there's people going. <laughs> <laughs> Shut him down. Like you can't, like you can't offer a counter. You can't offer anything like that. And not even just with coronavirus shit. I mean, like you can see the wave coming before it crashes. You know, and uh, anytime you restrict free speech from people, mm-hmm. in general. Right. That's I think it's, it's like bad. drawing the line. It's You're like, bad. oh, whoa, okay, we're going too far. When you can't even offer an opposite opinion without getting fucking a million downvotes on Reddit or uh, fucking, you know, you get took off, you get deplatformed off Twitter, you get shadow banned on Facebook. But like, where's the point of where it's, because it's like when it's when people don't like it and people don't like it. People don't like it, and they don't. Yeah, they Tom don't Segura said it, it said it really well in I think his latest special, Ball Hog, mm-hmm. where, or maybe it was the one before that, where he goes, uh, "It's fucking awesome. You can have your own opinion, but it is goddamn crazy to think 
that somebody has to do anything about it. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, yes, you can have your fucking opinion, but the minute your rights overlap my rights, that's the problem. You can't have an overlap of rights just because your idea is your idea and you're on the right side, quote, quote, mm-hmm. because who's to say you're not on the wrong side? Who's right. to say in 10 years, people are going to be like, yeah, maybe we got a little wild with that. Yeah. You know? Right. And, I mean, the winners write history, so it's hard to fucking see yep. a lot of that. But whenever yep. you look back, like, you know, Columbus was actually a rapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. What if, hear me out, what if in 50 years we look back and we see all the deplatforming and dissenting of ideas and if it skews the other way hell yeah but if it keeps on the trend that it's going we're gonna have a very blue very very blue media and uh, that's not good it's not good i don't care what fucking side you're on you cannot have one idea control the message and um i don't like it no i don't like it at all so i'm gonna take a pee break Mm -hmm. and when i get back we're going to stop talking about politics and shit. Nice. Not even politics, but bleh. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> Gotta get out of these papers. Let's stop it real quick. We'll take a little breaky break. We'll be back. Ooh, we back. I know um, for us it was like, I don't know, 10 minutes. Yeah. Smoked a ball. Yeah. Took, took a pee. Took a shot. Took I should have peed shot. before I sat back down, honestly. But you know what? We're going to roll with it. I don't have to right now, but no. I, I'm known to have the bladder of a small Asian woman. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty bad. Like the places I've pissed. He pees anywhere. He's like a dog. Yeah. It's kind of wild. I take pride in it. <laughs> There's a lot of times where if he's just standing somewhere with his hands in front of him, I'm like, oh, he's peeing. <laughs> And 80% of the time I'm right, and another 20% he was just, like, doing something. Just booling. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just booling it. But, yeah, I've pissed in some wild spots. Um, Some of my proudest were on campus at OU. One wow. time, one time I pissed on campus on you the South Oval during during the day. Yeah, you could have gotten a public whatever thing. <laughs> I pissed in between a, a cu- I pissed in between a couple bushes, um, kind of. It's almost toward the North Oval on on campus, but like on like a Thursday or some shit, like a weekday on a college campus. I just want to say this is what happens <laughs> when you're raised in the woods. And in your potty training, your mom sees you go pee outside and you're like, well, that's pretty good. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then that's it. No, I can't tell you how fucking zen it was for me waking up. And this is how fucking heady I was as a kid. I would wake up in the morning and like immediately go outside in the summer and piss off my front porch and like take in the day. Whenever I was like fucking like ten, <laughs> and like, like I I did that consistently for probably like two or three summers in a row. Just wake up every morning and take my morning piss outside. Yeah, the morning fog. <laughs> right off the front porch, like there was a spot in front of my mom's front porch where like 
she had tried to plant flowers there before and like things like that, but the fucking ground had to be so acidic <laughs> from my fucking piss. <laughs> from like all my brother's piss, you know? Like, yeah, three boys. Yeah. Poor like, woman. Just pissing right off that front porch, right in that one spot. Like it was bare for a long time. And actually now that I've moved out, there's grass there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The nature has reclaimed <laughs> my piss spot. Don't worry, I put dents in it whenever I come back. I'm sure. I'm sure they do too. It's a good piss sure spot. Right off the front porch. You can see cars coming, you know? Yeah. No big deal. I can tell you how many times I'd just be standing there with my fly open and, like, I would just put my wiener back in my underwear and just be standing there on my front porch like a car would drive by. And as soon as I drive by, I just start pissing. <laughs> I don't like that. Stopping and starting again. Fuck. No, that. I wouldn't, like, well, yeah, that would suck. Whew. That fucking hurts. Yeah. That fucking, that'll make your, the tip of your wiener fucking light on fire. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. okay. uh, speaking of things that aren't good, um, we were talking about creepy pastas earlier. Yeah, um, but those are those are not good that are so good. Yeah. So you've been say. like you've been listening to stuff about them or what? Um, well, I I am a true crime con- connoisseur con- mm. enthusiast. Um, mm. A dirty advocate. Frenchman. Yes. Um, okay. And so, um, there is a, well, a lot of the things I listen to are about internet folklore, I would say, and just, um, the evolution of that and, you know, like telling scary stories around campfires has kind of turned into this thing on the internet where it seems like it just kind of falls into the laps of the right people and the right people twist it into this really cool, scary thing. Yeah. That um, really grabs a lot of people. Like we all know Slender Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know him personally. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him. <laughs> um, so that, that was where it really started today. It was cause I listened about the Slender Man stabbing where two little girls, 12 years old, like watched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah watch youtube videos you know and like we're so scared and like they there's some kind of thing about like if you sacrifice something you love like you get to go to his mansion and like your family gets saved Mm, it was it also had a a lot to do with their mental health yeah that sounds kind of (laughs) rapey but just um you know uh just how those folklores can really intertwine with our daily lives. Yeah. And Slenderman's fucking dope, though. There was videos. There we was were movies. Like, I mean, there we was... were kind of the right age to, to hit all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were in middle school whenever that shit was popping off. I watched, like, two YouTube videos about Slenderman and dipped out. Yeah, right? That was all I needed. I, I just remember, like, my friend Chandler, is he was a really big creepypasta guy. And uh, so he was kind of my, he really is my entire plug for anything horror because I don't, yeah. like, I don't watch scary movies. I don't seek I, them I, out, I, you know? Like, too, because you don't. <laughs> like, like, I'll watch them, but if they're not good, like, if it's not a good movie, it, um, 
I just rip it to shreds in my mind and it like you know ruins it for yeah, you yeah or like I, I feel like I ruin it for other people because I'll just like immediately start shitting on it and well, that's like my defense mechanism I feel like well you do that but the thing is you don't do that to bad movies you do it to good horror movies too because you're scared of the good horror movies as well true so true. it's you're not but it's not like movies, we're watching I a funny or not funny I guess it's a bad scary movie and we're mm. laughing about it that's how I learned to love scary movies was like laugh at the I like I do love uh, like a lot of the cult classics especially like all the obscure fucking movies from like the 90s and 80s right with scary the movies. practical those are, effects yeah, those are cool but like man there was a time I want to say from like probably like 2005 yeah probably around in there to the, like up until pretty recent where it was just like there was a scary movie that came out every weekend and most of them were <laughs> ass. Or, like, most of them were the exact same storyline, mm-hmm. but just a different setting. There are entire streaming services of just horror yeah. movies it, because it, of how many there are It's out wild there. how big of, like, a cult following they have. Because there's no, there's not a movie fan out there, like, a horror movie fan. Like, right. as far as tenacity for the fucking genre it's like nobody's like oh fucking comedy movies bro me and my like <laughs> right, dude, right we, right, we have right. comedy movie watch parties all the time we fucking love them bro like or like forums. a house completely dedicated to you know well i mean with sci-fi i mean people love sci-fi and they have complete, yeah but like, people love replicas. sci-fi franchises people like star wars people like star trek they don't like horror movie genre yeah that's they're true. not they're like not, well i mean i've I got know. you know they're not like i've got you know memorabilia from the exorcist and this is from jason and like, <laughs> and like you know there's all this fucking shit like it's yeah, uh it's... it's a huge culture and it also most indie movies this is this might be cap but i <laughs> but uh most indie movies i feel like are horror movies or there's a lot of indie I feel horror like... movies the best horror movies are indie mm-hmm. movies, so that's why you are you see like yeah. most horror. Yeah, a lot movies. and a lot of like the really good, a lot of the ones I like, like personally, started out as indie movies. You know, like or like uh, it was the director's first time or shit like that. <laughs> like I fucking I love Evil Dead, that whole franchise. I didn't realize how much I liked. Well, I've never seen it until we watched <laughs> yeah, it this yeah, year. Yeah, we watched all of them. We watched uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness over the we didn't, pandemic. Yeah, yeah. We and, didn't finish uh, Army of Darkness. Oh, we didn't? No, you fell asleep and then... Oh, uh, we should watch that. Yeah, that's no, fucking, it's hilarious. Like, I watched good. the first half and I was I was dying. But it's like it progressively gets like Crazier. more comedic. Yeah, Army of Darkness is a thing of its own it's like it's like it's like uh monty python meets horror Evil movie Dead. yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like a i don't know it, it's fu- it's funky but the first uh, two however are a them. vibe yeah Dude, <laughs> with Evil bruce Dead, campbell Evil Dead too. i love bruce campbell heart man. eyes for bruce campbell i fucking Sorry, love bruce Taylor. campbell so much yeah i think we'd both <laughs> no, fuck i'd fuck him before you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for <laughs> sure Man, I, like like every role he's in, I just fucking love him. Like Evil Dead, he's the fucking the referee from Spider Man, the first one. Oh my gosh! In what the a wrestling thing, tiny obscure and role then, of and his. And then because he did that, 
he was also the narrator for the first Spider-Man video game, that movie video game, which is a fucking banger. I don't know if y'all ever played that or if you played Spider-Man 2, which is even fucking better. And he was the narrator for all three of those games. That'd be a sick gig. Dude. It, like Bruce Campbell's so lit, and then he's also he has a supporting role in Burn Notice. Oh my! Where he's, okay, he's Sam Axe. I totally forgot about and that. He's, he's like my a, favorite one in Burn Notice. Yeah, I've he's like, like a, he, he's kind of the comedic relief, but also For not sure. really. He's like a washed up FBI guy, so he like drinks a lot and shit. And he yeah. wears Hawaiian shirts all the time. <laughs> yeah, like my mom refers to Hawaiian shirts as Sam Axe shirts. That's what she calls them. He's like, you gotta buy you some Sam Axe shirts. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. I fucking love Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, he's the OG. He's a dill for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we kind of skewed away from that. Uh, yeah, yeah, internet folklore. There. Yeah, yep, yep. So Slenderman, Momo. Mm. Momo's a big. There one. was um, was it Momo? What is the thing? The Squidward meme that they actually put in the SpongeBob episode, where it was yeah, it was Squidward doing the Momo face or whatever the fuck, and it was uh. like, it was a thing where it like it was on the internet and it was just a meme, and it was like you know people would basically do what they did with Momo where you'd just be watching something and then she'd pop up, like yeah. you know, and uh, they uh, it was like this weird I could show you a video of it because they actually put it in a SpongeBob episode where Gosh. like. I think it was a dream sequence or something with Spongebob's running around and there's a whole bunch of TVs mm-hmm. and like they're all like they start playing crazy shit and then it cuts to one TV and it's just the fucking the like Squidward, Squidward face. Momo face. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool that oh. they actually put that in there. Right, yeah. It's like it's like uh it's like written or spoken folklore, but yeah. now it's twenty first century, now it's on the internet. Yeah. And it gets evolved through different means. Yeah. My, one cool. of my favorite and I showed you a picture of it earlier was the rake. I don't oh. remember the storylines behind the rake, but just look up rake creepypasta and go to Google oh Images gosh. and just fucking get you an eyeful of that fucking thing. Yeah, I thing. did not know what he meant until it's he showed so me the picture. It's the terrifying. one with, like, the terrifying, like, look at that. scraggly thing in it. Like, it's like it popped <laughs> it's up like in on front a trail of someone's cam. Call- yeah, it's like a trail cam or, like, a dash cam or some shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Like, look at that. You know what's another one? <laughs> it's terrifying. That that reminds me of is um, the Russian sleep experiment. What's that? It's uh, it's a creepy pasta. They may- I think I'm sure there is some truth to it. Like, yeah, like whatever. some origin, you know. Right, but like for the most part, that whole Russian sleep experiment was its own creepy pasta with its own like video or not video. I think it was like some kind of picture of like a a door to like the experiment room and mm-hmm. they all went crazy and like started eating each other or Whoa. some shit. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's it like all those creepy things that you're like, oh my gosh. They're most likely like Yeah, started just, on creepy pasta. Right. Or yeah. like even the Slender Man started with a with a Photoshop concert and that's what yeah. generated all those creepy pictures of like mm-hmm. kids on playgrounds. Yeah, with, with him the in the background. Yeah. In the background. Yeah. yeah. It's all Dude. part of a Photoshop, and then some guy in Creepypasta was like, this is going to make, you know, my story, mm-hmm. like, so much more scarier with this visual aid. Yeah, but you know what I just thought of is there's fucking Creepypastas for, like, Mothman. Oh, yeah. And, like, shit like that. So there's even, like, a, a crossbreeding for, like, 
like old Mothman. Yeah, the old like you know old Mothman myth that's been around since like the 1800s. Right. And you know there's like a resurgence of shit like that in stories. You know. Well, and now people are doing this thing like on Twitter. Like there's some kind of thing about like a ghost a little boy named david like in somebody's house where like people are like live tweeting like hauntings in their house and like That's uploading crazy. videos and like like they just keep, keep replying to themselves yeah and making this whole storyline of like you know shit of course, that's happening yeah right or it, it could all it for all we know it could all be completely made mm-hmm. up yeah just a narrative right yeah. but they're all scripted at least right they're putting some kind of narrative out there that's like wow like this is happening in real time like it's but still that's sick like yeah. even even if it's not necessarily true like it's still like the whole storytelling part of it it's pretty dope exactly i think i think that's what we all crave <clears throat> is a story sometimes mm-hmm. i mean that's that's all i listen to and that's such a yeah and i feel like that's kind of a where the line of like true crime fans and horror intersects is like that is true crime is literally like actual horror right you know like it's actual um especially when you talk about like uh uh serial killers and things like that and like mm-hmm. um you know gruesome crime well you know and it's like it's like all those like old tales we used to hear that you know would teach us lessons of like mm-hmm. there once was a man or like mm-hmm. you know it's big bad wolf shit like that right you know? it's something that like teaches you something before you have to do it mm-hmm. you know yeah um and i think that's why well particularly women kind of uh are more drawn towards true crime because you kind of see yourself in it, yes, right? Yes, yes. And I feel like there's, I mean, people really like horror movies that are like found footage or like, oh, yeah. like people want it to be real, yes. you know? So that's why I feel like true crime is so popular and it also crosses that line of like horror where, because that actually is real. Right. You know, this actually fucking happened. You know, these girls yeah. died. Right. But also, you know, you watch something like Blair Witch Project or t- Paranormal no one, Activity. There's no, there's no like central antagonist. Yeah, it's just people freaking the fuck out. Yeah, you right. Know? And uh, <clears throat> you know, back then, like the verge of the internet and mm-hmm. the verge of all this like stuff that can be shared so instantly. Like everyone thought that stuff was real. Mm-hmm. They marketed it that way. Yeah, right. So that. People would well, be scared and want to see it. Have you ever heard about um, whenever, let's see, this would have been in like 1930, something like that. Damn. They they did a live reading on a radio network <laughs> yeah, uh, of or, War of the Worlds yeah, or, by Orson or, Welles. Orson Welles, thank you. Yeah. Um, and I learned about this in one of my uh, journalism classes, though, because this was like... I mean, it was a big fucking deal. It was a huge deal because, you know, it was the day of, like, live radio days. Yeah, it was just, like, you know, back then, the only thing you had to listen to was the radio. So, on this one network that broadcast, it was a national radio station, so it broadcast, you know, pretty much everywhere. Um, They just, all of a sudden, like, in mid-broadcast, it just went... Yeah, like to make it no, seem and real. it was super real. And you can look up YouTube videos of like the full broadcast and, and listen like to the, just the, the start. Listen to the first five minutes because there's no, at no point 
Do they say they this do. is fake? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They, they do? say it throughout the, throughout the. They say it in the beginning. And, and then I think they, they go, just say it once. I think that's the thing. They say it once in the beginning. Right. So if you tune in later, you have no idea. Even thirty seconds after that, they're talking about at the like world 6 ending. They're talking about <laughs> blah blah blah. And you know, you could have been listening. There's to... alien. They're literally reading oh, an account of. They're reading War of the Worlds, but they scripted it to be. Real. real like a radio broadcast so like they're like they're like telling of true tellings of like electrical mm-hmm. poles catching on fire yeah and people like being like sucked up and there and... was thousands of accounts of people going out and shooting water towers <laughs> yeah because they because thought... that's what they describe you know if you've ever seen the world of the world's movies uh, like the ones with tom cruise or uh yeah they big long you know, legs yeah they, it's just like a really big head with a long tentacle like leg they look like water towers if they were to make their legs straight right so you know people were shooting fucking water towers and freaking out yeah, like in, in cities and 40s. yeah there was pandemonium because they actually thought aliens were fucking killing people yeah and uh yeah it's like shit like that it's like and now that's like a thing you're like it's, it's like so world of worlds real. out there yeah you know? it's so real for, it's so ingrained. Moment. Yeah. It's so ingrained and kind of like our, our So like history. when a, so I feel like that kind of crosses like with the movie like Paranormal Activity whenever that first came out. Right. It looks we were, like I was home. in like seventh grade whenever that movie came out. So like everybody saw it. Mm-hmm. And um there was a I mean, there was a lot of people that fucking thought it was real. Like that it was a real well, fucking think, actual found footage. I feel like for me the point that paranormal activity came out, like I knew it was fake, but the mm-hmm. fact that it like looked like it looked, it looked so like real. a home video that someone picked mm-hmm. up their cassette tape and put a tape in and started rolling with their what what their yeah. new boyfriend that they moved in with. Yeah, all of a sudden a chair moves. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you know it looks like your house you live in. Yeah, like I lived in a house and my friends would come over and they'd be like, "Wow, this looks like the paranormal activity house." Yeah, and then cool. every every time you got to pee in the middle of the night, you're just like. My pots are hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I like the Paranormal Activity uh, little franchise they mm-hmm. did. I like the storyline. I think it ran too long. Shut up. <laughs> I liked the storyline. It was spoopy, and it had cool things in it, like a whole little family line and, like, a whole big, like, long end game. And I yeah. thought that was very cool. Yeah. See, I I don't think I ever watched like the last two that they did, but I definitely saw the first three. Right. Yeah. Wasn't there like five or six of them? Six. Yeah. So I went like I don't know. We started at the perfect time, just me and uh, my best friend Mahela watching them, and by the time we finished the fifth one, the sixth one came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it wasn't as like crazy as the other ones, but it wrapped it up in a crazy mm-hmm. way that you're like okay like i'm pretty sure everything's explained now yeah and i like that where it's not just a bunch of jump scares you're not just like waiting the whole time you're more like searching and like trying to find things for yourself instead of just well and the <laughs> kind of like instead of just being a victim to the horror movie yeah and yeah so, right you put yourself in their shoes kind of right you're like yeah, you're looking for it. You're trying to figure out what they're trying to figure out, too. Mm-hmm. And if it was the 30s, you could go outside and shoot a water tower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could think it's real and kill your neighbors and stuff. Um, well, it's just like... Uh... I just... I uh, I mean, it's just how uh, 
It has a lot to do with the way fear controls people. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I just, um, I have, I kind of have a problem. And now that I'm looking at it, maybe my problem. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I just remember a time whenever movies that had big franchises mm-hmm. was Star Wars and Harry Potter. That was it. Where, like, oh, I'm talking, like, six movies. Oh. Seven movies. Well, yeah. It was just those. Like, even Lord of the Rings was three movies. Mm-hmm. So whenever they fucking come out with Paranormal Activity 6, it's like... Right. You're like, why? It's, it's like, it, is there a need for that? And now that I'm looking at it, like, the other movies that are like that, it's like Resident Evil has, like, eight movies. Yeah. Why? Mission Rocky Impossible. has seven movies. And, you it's know, a cash grab. Yeah. And then, like, Planet of the Apes has eight movies. Saw has eight movies. Fast and the Furious. Dude, I have... I could piss some people off about Fast and Furious. Yeah. Um, That's I another haven't. fandom that is tenacious. I feel like I could piss a lot of people off by saying that the Tokyo Drift is my fucking favorite one. Yeah. And that's probably... probably. I've only ever seen... The only one I've seen. I don't think I've seen the first one the whole way. I've seen the second one. I watched Fast Five. I think I've seen Fast Six. Um, right. I don't know if I've seen For the third or fourth reason. one. Like what's the, what's the reason to watch the third or fourth one? You know, um, um, well, <clears throat> I saw so Fast Six, maybe Fast Five in theaters with uh, Chandler, and mm-hmm. like when we got in there, we ran into like two or three of our friends that were also watching the movie and just randomly. Mm-hmm. So we we all sat together. So that entire time we were just and we were, we had to be in like seventh eighth grade. Right. So we were just game. ripping that movie. Well, and we were sitting next to these <laughs> we were sitting next to these middle aged women and it was me and it was Hunter Wapipaw was the guy, I don't know if you ever met him. He's like this little Indian kid. And uh, he's got it was me and then him and then these two middle aged ladies. And the middle aged ladies came in late and we were in the very back of the theater and they sat down and they were invested in the franchise. Like they sat down ten minutes late and was like, Okay, hey, what what did we miss? What did we miss? What like what all happened? And oh and <laughs> And Hunter just points at the screen and goes, he's driving. (laughs) 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 He just kept doing shit like like, that. Fuck, we should have sat somewhere else. he was asking if he could eat their popcorn and shit. They were giving him popcorn. It was was so funny, dude. I feel like the Fast and Furious franchise is for people that aren't really interested in Mm sci-fi. But like. They're just so. I like, know. I like, think it's because I like the story, Star Wars. The and... story isn't good. I don't <laughs> care who you are. If you fucking think that's a good storyline, it's not. What they is just it? add like, and remove right? characters I was at say, will. They keep adding sh- stuff. They keep like like international. And now I think Fast Nine, which is going to come out, they're going to space. Are you serious? They're going to fucking space, mate. Vin Diesel in space. Vin Diesel in space, <laughs> mate. Um, is it going to be like uh, with Armageddon, where they like have to train a bunch of race car drivers to ride a wish. super fast I fucking, spaceship? I hope Bruce Willis is in it. I hope no. Jason. They brought the rock in. Jason Statham. Oh. 
Jason Statham. Oh, Jason Statham. I think all men and women I'm can dream Plymouth Barracuda for Jason Statham. <laughs> Jason Statham is a like all those guys like Bruce Willis, Jason Statham, uh, Matt Damon, just like those fucking action movie guys, you know. Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. Born okay, Identity. Okay, Are you kidding fine, me? Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> you just seem so sensitive to me. Yeah. Well, that's because you've seen Goodwill Hunting. In the Martian. <laughs> I mean, that's sensitive. He fucking. He, he grew he's potatoes a, on Mars. Yeah, he's a bad bitch, but, like, you can't be, like, an action-packed, punchy guy to survive and make potatoes and on Mars. Listen, Jason Bourne would have survived twice as long on Mars, <laughs> and he would have found a Martian. Yeah. So. <laughs> he would have found the Martian. Yep. So. I want to see that crossover. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Bourne saves... Matt hey, Damon, the Martian. We're about to see Fast and Furious people in space. I think you just hyped yourself up for it. I think you subliminally so want to see action wild. people in and space. I, and, you know, I think they're just kind of leaning into it. For you sure. know, I you feel ha- like maybe because the sixth one's pretty fucking over the top. Because there's a point in the sixth one where they literally drive on this runway uh-huh. for 10 minutes of the movie. They're on a runway chasing this this like, fucking like aircraft know carrier. That the runway and, uh, is not, never an AC one thirty, whatever the fuck that's called. Uh, uh, what is that called? What? Like a, a fucking a cargo ship. Yeah. It's a it's a cargo plane, like one of those fucking big motherfuckers, you know? Like a C seventeen or something. Yeah. Anyways, uh they're driving on this like a an air runway for literally ten minutes of the movie. Like it's not that long. No. They're, they're like a half mile, quarter mile long at the most. Well, like, and honestly, <laughs> And I they're mean, doing this high speed fucking chase on this thing forever. And like, I've seen like a lot of like YouTube people and shit like that poke fun at that. Right. And it's like, I feel like at some point they're just kind of leaning into the, the fact. We're just trying to blow up as many cars as possible, bro. We're trying to flip some shit. We're going to shoot well, out the window and we're going to fucking... Drive, we're going to be on a mountain highway and we're going to ramp off a car and flip onto the other side of the road over this gap and fucking keep driving. Like, we're going to do shit like that. Just ridiculous shit. Well, and that's fine. Do ridiculous shit that keeps my interest. But a 10-minute car chase scene on a runway? I'm, I've am i lost interest yeah. at minute five. You yeah. know what? So... Like, it's, it's do like what the finale you need to do movie. to be like, necessary. That's where they wrap the whole thing up is on this fucking long-ass drag <laughs> if it's worth it it's fine eh. but okay eh. 15 minutes nah yeah. you know like in transformers they never had a 15 minute scene it was yeah. quick you know slice <laughs> punch <coughs> you know big robots bam bam <clears throat> and then like people in cars yeah well, you know, Megan, I know you're a huge fan of my podcast. So yes. in the earlier episode, Absolutely. I compared Iron Man, the first one, and Transformers. And I deduced. I completely remember that. And I deduced that Iron Man was better than the first Transformers. I can see that. And um, in, the, in hindsight's 2020, though, because when you look at Iron Man 1 and Transformers 1, and you're like, what's going to be a bigger franchise? At the time, no, you're I, like, but I was, Transformers... I, was, I don't even like the Iron Man franchise. Iron Man 2 is... Iron Man 3 is... Uh, you know, like, I don't even really like 
Damn. That franchise particularly, but Iron Man one mm-hmm. just by itself, and it's honestly one of my favorite Marvel movies. And I might, you know, I might have like nostalgia attached to it. You, but I think you definitely. I do. also have nostalgia attached to Transformers one, because mm-hmm. I was eight years old when both of these movies came out. Well, and that's like, that one's the Shiznit Transformers yeah. one. Yeah. Because it's it's so good. But what is with everyone being so tan and everything being so blue? It's California, dude. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. They put a little blue tint on the whole fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. and like it makes everyone look so nice and sexy yeah. tan. Yeah, well, that's what they're going for. They wanted all those scenes where uh, Shia LaBeouf is like laying in a pile of rubble and rolls over and looks up at the sky. <laughs> and he's all dirty and shit. They needed all the, those shots, and he needed okay. to look fucking sweaty and, well, and dirty and fucking nice. Yeah, she had she had to have midriff the whole fucking movie. I'm pretty sure Megan. And that's Fo- and was that was Megan Fox underage when that movie came nah, out. Nah, there's no way. There's no way. She was underage in the movie. She played like didn't they play? She played like, like seniors? an eighteen. Yeah, they were seniors in high school. So she was like seventeen, eighteen. Like that's right. what it was implied. All right. But All right. you know. Damn. She's for an eighteen-year-old. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. I talked Jesus about that. Christ. Movie. That was one of my points. I was like. Because I was just literally going back and forth, just giving points. I was like, well, Transformers has Megan Fox, <laughs> and Iron Man has Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. I mean, she's hot, but kind she of. didn't have the scene of her fucking opening up the hood of that Camaro, <laughs> and it literally, like, the camera follows Shia LaBeouf's eyes from her butt cheeks all the way up to her belly. Okay, we're back. Um... My uh, my voice meter application quit working, so our mics just stopped recording for a little bit. Um, we didn't talk very long. It, I caught it pretty early, but, you know, probably like five, ten seconds went by. Yeah. So we I don't even remember. About, I don't remember. Oh, I remember. We were talking about Gwyneth Paltrow, huh? Nope. We were talking about Megan Fox uh, making me wet. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. I can smell it from here. <laughs> That's right. And then, but then we started talking about time. Yeah. By Pink Floyd. And in general, time. That is a heavy fucking song. Yes. For I, was, I was telling Megan time. that I was driving the other night. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I think I was going to work. But like, you know, when you're just driving in a car and you, you know, you're really listening to the music, just vibing, not saying shit. And then that song came on, and it starts, like, it's so identifiable. Like, I can't even get it before the clock start, just because it has, like, the slight ticking in the beginning, like a, like a drip of water, it sounds like. But it starts off with, like, 20 different alarm clocks going off, like, different kinds, like chimes and bells and shit. And, uh, <laughs> you found a great kitty. Yes. Wow. Um, and it's a, uh... It's a fucking trip of a song. It's about fucking the fleeting human existence, bro. It's fucking deep. Yes. Deep. Yes. And I I talked about it in Ryan's podcast, uh, which comes out here pretty quick, actually, hmm. when we're recording this. But um, check out Polyphonic. He's yeah, got some fucking he, sick YouTube he really videos. Explains it very well. Yeah, he did all of uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. He did the entire album yeah. of Pink Floyd, like going through each song and their meaning and how they all link together. And they're fucking—it's a sick, sick uh, little series. 
but he's got videos on like literally every great artist and like genres of music and it's it's sick he goes in depth of like origins and why things are good (laughs) yeah and uh, it's pretty dope so you'll have to show ryan that guitar solo in time yeah because he thinks that free bird is the best solo of all time and i immediately countered it is i immediately countered with comfortably numb and in like literally whenever i said comfortably numb to him i thought instantly maybe i should say time instead (laughs) but comfortably numb is the solo everybody references when they talk about pink floyd so i just went with the masses but although i do know that time is a has a better guitar solo than comfortably numb i uh, i didn't go with my gut it's so good yeah and then it comes right back in with the operatic singing and the ah, yeah. And you run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking. Which we mm. all freaking know what it's like to fucking chase your ass. Yeah. That's annoying. It's fucking dope. But uh, I and then remember that uh, mm-hmm. cover I showed you. It's like a ooh the bluegrass I, cover. Yeah, I personally yeah. like some good old bluegrass. Oh and, yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember. Breathe reprise or something like. Yeah. I can't remember, but um, a band on Spotify covers it beautifully with like mm-hmm. a bluegrass cover, and it just really they really exploit like the vocals in mm-hmm. time, which I like. Yeah, you can hear the lyrics a little more. Yes, absolutely, because like like it's got great guitar, it's got great instrumental, but like like we're just talking about the freaking message and the lyrics mm-hmm. of the song are freaking poetic. Yeah. yeah. And heavy. That's what I fucking love about Pink Floyd. It's like heavy. literally every one of their albums is just like a work of art. It really because is. Because of the amount of time that they put into their sound and production thought. and getting that actual yeah, every album has a message and every album has a purpose. And that shit gets me hard. Just like music with a purpose or music with a message. Like, whenever people sing from the heart or they sing about shit that actually happened to them or they sing with, uh, you know, to they sing about fucking human existence and shit like that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's deep, man. And that's why I fucking hate pop music. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they don't do any of that shit. I hate it. How many corny fucking little love songs can I hear on the radio with two verses that repeat over and over and over and over and over and over again? It goes... One line, two line, chorus, chorus, one line, two line, chorus, outro. (laughs) (laughs) That is the formula for every pop country and pop song that is out now. Uh, Just listen to it, man. Fucking, you can hear it. Since I've been working at Reesers, I have now listened to more pop music than I ever have in my Mm -hmm. entire life. And it makes me want to just stab my eyes out. I have to have my earphones at night. I have to. So I can podcast or listen to fucking not garbage. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we've done pretty much an hour fifteen, so I think I think we're pretty good here. Maggie's, we're pretty toasty. Yeah, Maggie's hungry. I'm hungry. We're pretty hungry. It's time to cook some pasta. It's February. I got 13th, the prosciutto uh, tortellini. Oh man. So. That shit's fucking good, man. Italian. It's got the prosciutto and the regatta cheese. Did uh, you get spaghetti sauce? Yes. Okay. We had a two for four on Classico at Reesers. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So I bought four of them. Wow. 
<laughs> you know, two bucks a piece. You know, pretty cheap. Pretty cheap. Uh, remember to uh, follow Good After Morning on Instagram. It is Good After Morning with two G's. Uh, Good After Morn on Twitter. Uh, there's a hard N, no ing. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, I, I've said this like three podcasts in a row. I don't remember if I made a YouTube video channel or not for it, but look it up. You'll probably <laughs> never find it because it has no videos on it if it is out there. So, you know, it might be out there. I'm going to, I need to do that this weekend. I might make that my goal for tomorrow is make a YouTube channel and post some vids. Because I've got two or three vod. Uh, vods of podcasts that I could upload. And you got some vlogs, remember? We did Pod Olympics. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> I got, haven't even. I have haven't a, even went back and watched that footage. We got a so, debut coming out, or you do soon, fun. or not yeah. soon, but eventually. Yeah. Have some hot. Have some hot. hot some takes. Yeah. But uh, I also have some ideas. I kind of want to make a. Uh, because my camera shoots really good in black and white. Hmm. Um, I kind of want to shoot uh, like a spoof gumshoe, uh, like short video or two, like around Afton. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what gumshoe is? Like the the old um, like beat cops, like old detective movies, like Dick Tracy and shit like that, you know? I walked around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Really, like and saw and a guy. sitting at a diner and he's yeah. a c- cigarette and shit. And he's like... I didn't think the job was gonna get me, you know, just like just like a narrative, just like a narrative over it. It's just like has like soft jazz music in the background. Like I want to shoot one of those around Afton for just like I don't know some shitty fucking Afton crime. I don't know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that would be pretty fun to do. I don't know, just shit like that. You never know. Send in your ideas. Yeah, we'll steal them. Mm-hmm. And you'll get no run. credit. Nope. <laughs> Um, I will give you debit, though. Yeah. Uh, we also take Visa MasterCard. So uh, just send in your ideas. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, we'll have to have you on more. Um, Hell yeah. And if you're, I mean, if you're good, maybe you'll get a co-host spot. Who knows? Oh, fuck. But, uh. I bet you tell that to all the girls on your podcast. Yeah. Uh, especially Zayden. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Anyways, um, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, keep it tucked. Don't get cucked. There you go. Say bye, Megan. Bye.